G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Our two guests with us now, Dan Flynn, the Victorian State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby, and I want to make a special welcome to 2020 to Francis Beaumont, who is the State Leader of the DLP. Francis, welcome along. Thank you. Francis, the DLP, you've had some rough times uh, in recent years. Uh, There had been some incumbent uh, members. Uh, You had one in the upper house and it was one federally. Uh, At the moment, things uh, look not a little bit sparse on the ground, but we've been talking about a resurgent DLP and uh, you've got candidates uh, running for the upper house uh, everywhere. It's just very exciting for you. Yes, certainly we do have candidates running in all eight seats of the upper house. I'm one of the candidates. I'm standing in Western Victoria and On the ground, I can certainly tell you that we're experiencing a lot of support and a lot of people coming to us and contributing to our campaign and people who are not members of our party but really want to see Labor DLP do well at this election. Undoubtedly, you've been crunching the numbers and uh, speculating as to the outcomes in the upper house, uh, the possibilities of a DLP holding a balance of power, uh, the other scenarios, of course, the Greens holding a balance of power. How do things look to you and what are your hopes? We certainly hope to get several members to sit on the crossbench and contribute to the debate in that way and be part of the parliament. I think I'm a little close to the action to be able to really give you a global picture of how it's going um, because I've been on pre-polls for the last two weeks handing out how-to-vote cards and... We're certainly getting a response from people that they're pleased to see us there, pleased to take the cards, and they're supportive of us standing. Um, But really, the only poll that matters is the poll that is going to be counted from 6pm tomorrow night. And we, we just keep praying and hoping for the best, that we get some MPs up and that we can have the opportunity to make that contribution and represent Christian values in Parliament. I know that our listeners will be impressed to hear that uh, you're saying we've been praying because the DLP, when it comes to the checklist we've been talking about from the Australian Christian Values Institute, ticks all the boxes, ticks all the right boxes when it comes to Christian foundations. How do you reflect on the DLP and uh, the foundations that you have in place and perhaps that will be an attraction, particularly for listeners listening to our conversation today? Okay. um, Our constitution reflects Christian values, but we do not ask people if they have practice a religion. But we do ask people if they share the values that are within our constitution. For example, we are the only political party that say we support life from conception until natural death. So we will never be supporting legislation that does not support life. So that is within our 
um, first 20 items in our constitution that reflect Christian social teaching and they will always be our values and they always have been for decades. So this is why I think to Christian voters, we are a very attractive party to place your vote with. Dan Flynn, have you been running any Meet the Candidate forums in the lead-up to this election? I know that you've been out and about and you've been in people's faces left, right and centre. What sort of things have you been hearing about the DLP? Good question. We've been on the ground doing a lot of um, pre-polling work and we've been knocking on doors and we've been making phone calls. So our focus this time hasn't really been on the Meet the Candidate forums but more about talking to the voters. Um, just to Francis' point, we've been out on pre-polling. I have seen a lot of Labor DLP volunteers at pre-polling. Um, we're currently, uh, today, we're active in 10 uh, early voting centres. Um, invariably, there's one or two Labor DLP. Um, so um, I certainly think Labor DLP is getting great traction out there. And, um, you know, um, for what it's worth, and I'm not a member of any political party, I think they're um, making progress. And all of your door knocking that you've been doing, uh, how do those things look to you, Francis? Have you been getting people saying, who are the DLP? Or have you been getting people who are actually quite positive about your policies and uh, a part of this resurgence we've been talking about? The response I'm typically getting is, oh, it's wonderful to see that you're still there. It's wonderful to see that the DLP values are still out there being promoted and out there that we have an option to vote for you. Um, I do think from my experience on the polling booth that the ALP is not feeling quite as comfortable as they were. We're experiencing um, a bit of... Um, a, there's a bit of a sense out there that they feel they that we are a threat to them because there has been some cases where um, instances have had to be reported to the VEC about behaviour from um, other people um, handing out. Um, I personally had someone handing out for the Greens approach me and say the behaviour of that ALP volunteer towards you was not appropriate. So that says to me that at least some members of the ALP are worried about us speaking the truth, that Christian values are an important inclusion in politics. Dan Flynn, let me ask you about uh, people who will be handing out how-to-vote cards and all sorts of things, uh, some of the grubby things that can happen on Election Day. What's your encouragement to Christians who are saying, well, even at this last moment, perhaps I could put my hand up and be helpful in these areas. Uh, you know, don't expect yep. this to be a... Uh, it's, there's a bit of rough and tumble, isn't there, yep. in this? Look, there is. Pre-polling, uh, which has been going for a couple of weeks, and probably of the four million voters in Victoria, a million of them will have voted by the end of today. So pre-polling is very busy. Um, you know, uh, ACL is there. We're handing out a um, checklist of values and just seeing where people line up on values. Um, so in a sense, it's a little bit like uh, Bill Muhlenberg's work, although we're, we're handing it directly to voters. It's not really so much for Christians. But, um, yeah, you, you're, you're elbow to elbow with Greens, Victorian Socialists, the union movement. Generally speaking, things are very good. Uh, occasionally there's a little bit of... Um, uh, rough and tumble, 
and we've experienced a little bit of that ourselves. Um, but overall, you feel like, boy, democracy is working well in Australia when you can, you know, get along with and, you know, buy, buy, buy a, buy a uh, drink or a bottle of water for the, you know, the members of the Greens or the union movement. And so that, you know, we, we have a healthy democracy in that respect. And you do see that at polling booths generally. Um, so it's all very positive. So this document you've just handed to me, who, sh- who shares your values? It's a little bit like an Australian Christian Lobby How to Vote card. And have you got volunteers at polling booths all over the state tomorrow handing these out to people? Um, not tomorrow. Um, on pre-polling we're doing it, and it, it's um, a bit of a uh, snapshot, a checklist on social values. Um, we're not um, on polling booths tomorrow because we're not telling people how to vote. You've been knocking on doors, uh, ringing bells, on the telephone. You've had all sorts of things happening and uh, really generating uh, an understanding for people, uh, particularly around this issue of safe schools. Uh, But uh, your effort here has been really unmatched. This is a big effort from the Australian Christian Lobby. Well, it's something that's very new for us to actually mobilise volunteers and we've probably had um, 200 volunteers that have been active on the ground a lot of door knocking in electorates where we think this safe schools message will matter and um, taking the conversation to the doors. Have you heard of safe schools? Um, Are you comfortable with that being taught in high schools? Um, Do you know that uh, Daniel Andrews is making this compulsory? And are you aware that Matthew Guy is going to abolish it? And um, whether they vote Liberal or Labor, we have no input into. We're not members of any party. But we say, look, if that matter is important to you, consider that when you vote. And these have been excellent conversations. Our volunteers have been usually uh, motivated by that um, and they're loving their work at pre-polling as well. And, you know, your campaign with regard to safe schools has been one of many, and this may be even unprecedented, the number of Christian groups uh, who have gathered together volunteers from all over to run major campaigns and I'm aware of another one run by the outfit called Cause yes, yes, and yes. Uh, it's been a similar sort of campaign that yeah. you've run with the Australian Christian mm. Lobby uh, but they've had teams in 14 seats uh, they delivered 450,000 Safe Schools flyers alerting voters about the Safe Schools program, the dangers that are associated with that. Uh, they've had them in multiple languages, in Chinese, in Arabic, in Punjabi, in Hindi. Uh, they've had uh, core flutes uh, printed. They've had their website been inundated with hits. The, the interest that has been raised by all of these extra campaigns, and these are not the political parties' campaigns, these are the campaigns run by grassroots Christians. These have been very significant. Have you ever seen this happen before, Dan? No, I haven't, and this is an issue that's really galvanising people. Uh, the work of cause uh, has been brilliant, and uh, everything you say is absolutely true. They've been very productive. Um, and it's interesting that, as Bill Muhlenberg was saying earlier, that this picture on... This issue of safe schools was picked up at the Sky News debate and the hatred for it was palpable, uh, according to James Campbell from the Herald Sun. So, you know, what's um, Christians have been spreading the word. Um, mums and dads are, you know, really, really concerned about this. We find this at the doors that um, they're like, no, 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 this can't be right. No, I don't agree with this. Um, whether, and many of them are Labor voters. 
but they do not agree with um, the idea that gender fluidity is taught in schools. Francis Beaumont, as the state leader of the DLP, and you're also a candidate, uh, is this one of the issues that's been the hot-button issue for people? When you've been knocking on doors, when you've been campaigning, the DLP's been uh, very significantly raising this issue of the Safe Schools program. What sort of reaction have you received? Certainly, um, when I talk to parents, they're very worried about gender fluidity being taught to their children. It's an issue that is unprecedented in Australia that we should be teaching children that what is essentially um, a psychological disorder, um, gender dysphoria, should be affirmed by telling children that we will change you either medically or surgically to create a different gender from your natal gender gender if a child had if a young child person has anorexia we don't affirm that that's a condition that they should have and encourage them to stop eating but in the case of gender dysphoria it is being encouraged that we should and this from a clinical point of view is inappropriate i've been a nurse for 30 years and i'm gravely concerned about this move to create lifelong patients by the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Let me just pick up on a paragraph from a letter that's been sent out to churches in Victoria which says in recent decades there's been a long march through the institutions where contentious ideas have relentlessly repudiated Bible-learnt boundaries and aspirations that give people a hope and a future. The outcome of this dissonance is family breakdown, depression, suicide, domestic violence, rampant pornography and loss of moral compass in domains such as banking, media, health, politics and so on. Uh, Dan Flynn, if I come back to you, uh, talking about those sorts of consequences or results of what happens when you take people off a stable biblical trajectory, uh, these things do appear to be becoming more apparent in our society. And do you, can you draw any sort of connection here between policies and these sorts of outcomes? Look, absolutely. And I think that um, people are no stranger to this concept that, um, you know, when people go uh, depart from um, uh, truth, from um, biblical values, um, society goes haywire. Where the problem is is when that's masked. And, for example, when Daniel Andrews was asked about safe schools on Wednesday night in the Sky News debate, he said, oh, look, you know, we don't want anyone bullied because they're wearing a turban or because of their religion. And he was representing that as being part of the Safe Schools Program, which it absolutely is not. And so um, where the, um, the nature of these policies is masked as good, healthy, pro-family type policies, that's, the, um, that's how these things get to where they are. Everything's safe, safe schools, safe injecting rooms, etc. Uh, Francis, uh, with your nursing background, and uh, as I mentioned, those sorts of things mentioned in that letter to churches, uh, you know, family breakdown, depression, suicide, domestic violence, uh, these sorts of things, is this something you can draw uh, as a consequence of what's happening with the way that policies have been moving? Certainly. I think that Victoria has been moving further and further away in the policy that has been promoted by the government from Christian values. Euthanasia is another example. That is just promoting death. 
and it is, and the fact that families and the community is being put in a position where the message is being put out there that it is better for someone who has some symptoms in the dying process to be to accept assisted suicide rather than being cared for is a extremely bad message to be sending out into our community the dis- people with disability are very concerned that they are being told that there is a life worth living or a life not worth living and there is numerous international experiences of this legislation being bad yet the Daniels Andrews government pushed it through Parliament in a quite brutal way. There's so many things for us to talk about. Uh, Let's move on so we don't miss talking about law and order and the terrorism issues that have been faced in Victoria and uh, and even most recently just a week and a half ago. Uh, Law and order, terrorism issues, what are your thoughts here, Dan Flynn? Well, I'm I'm glad you felt safe to come down to Melbourne here, Neil. Um, You know, it's uh, we've had a lot of troubles as you hear. And now we've got 15 degree, degrees raining weather. Your Queensland um, listeners will have no idea of how tough it is down <laughs> it's here. It's a novelty for me, I can tell you. <laughs> um, but, you know, the this is not the, um, you know, I'm not saying this is the fault of the Andrews government, but, um, you know, you've got a circumstance where, uh, you know, two weeks ago um, we had this terrorism stabbing in Burke Street. A week later it comes out that this person is on bail. Um, why that took so long, I don't know, but... Um, People will be asking questions about this and who can best help them. Um, the coalition are saying, well, this person would not be out on bail uh, if we were on watch, if our laws were in place. So, um, yeah, I think this issue will be top of mind for most people. Um, and, um, you know, a question we're asking at the doors, you know, is do you think the government's tough enough on crime? Um, and um, people are very, very concerned about this. The um, uh, the message or, or that um, Matthew Guy has of getting back in control uh, may pick up um, some of that um, concern about um, crime in Victoria. Francis Beaumont, what are your thoughts on uh, these issues of law and order, on terrorism, especially as they relate to Victoria? Uh, Victoria's been in the headlines in a significant way with that recent terror attack and then with the arrest uh, of those three men. Uh, What are your thoughts and what has the DLP been saying about law and order and terrorism? We're not placing such a big importance on the law and order issue as the Liberal um, I- the Liberal Party is because we're not anticipating at this point in forming a government. We hope to have an influence from the crossbench, so we're not forming the government. So that is not an issue. We don't have the power to throw a lot of money around like the major parties do. But certainly we see the importance of supporting human dignity and providing care. Part of this issue I see as a mental health issue that we're not adequately funding mental health and we're not providing the care that some of these people need. So I think it needs to be both a law and order issue and also an issue where... We are 
giving people who have a psychiatric condition somewhere to go and be cared for. And I've seen the media reports that say the CAT teams are severely underfunded. And I think that plays into it as well. So I think it's, I don't believe it can be seen as a simplistic issue. It's got to be seen as a bigger issue that is beyond just um, locking people up. I think we have to provide more services to deal with this issue in a more nuanced way as well and not label people because of their ethnicity and because of their association. Um, and I think that we need to work harder to be a more caring society and look after people better. Okay, let's move on. Dan Flynn, is there a influence that's coming from federal policies uh, onto the state election tomorrow? Uh, what are your thoughts here? Because uh, you know, there's a couple uh, that w- might be worthy of mention. Uh, the Labor Party is talking about uh, defunding chaplains. Uh, of course, that has been an amazing uh, chaplaincy program that's been rolled out all over Australia. Uh, we would say that's a good thing. Uh, Labor's talking about defunding them. You've got uh, the Greens, who, uh, as I understand it, uh, as Bill Muhlenberg mentioned just before uh, leaving our conversation just a short while ago, uh, even a bill that has a result of what could well be even the monitoring of sermons and the sorts of things that happen in religious training and instruction. Now, these are very, very serious things. But uh, federal those are federal issues, by the way. But what sort of federal influence do you think is coming on the Victorian election that comes from a new prime minister of the federal coalition or Bill Shorten? Do they play a role in all of this? Look, they absolutely do. It's a case of getting a, you know, a boat from A to B, and then you've got the the waves and the storms, and the waves and the storms in the context are what's happening federally. And you know, I've heard that from voters in like the marginal seat of Karen. You know, hey, you know, you know, we're affected by what's going on federally and how it how we view the um, state parties. Um, so, yes, we we uh, we all take clues from what either Bill Shorten says about chaplaincy or how Scott Morrison is resonating, um, and um, you know, Scott Morrison's overt faith, they all matter to um, to voters, they matter to Christian voters. And, um, you know, I think for both Daniel Andrews and Matthew Guy, there are risks and opportunities in the federal influence. Okay. Uh, let's come back to that terrorism threat uh, while we're still talking about that in, in this in this way. Uh, the coalition, or uh, the Matthew Guy uh, liberal-led uh, uh, party, uh, he's got a plan uh, to counter terrorism. He's talking about introducing new terrorism restriction orders. He's talking about training more existing police officers. He's talking about boosting the Victorian Fixated Threat Assessment Centre. And uh, he's talking about a number of issues that he thinks will be able to counter terrorism. Uh, Dan, uh, do you think that his policy in countering terrorism is any better than uh, the Daniel Andrews policy? Look, I'm not an expert on that area, I must confess, um, but um, the issue is a concern uh, out in the suburbs. Um, so, um, you know, the, the, uh, they'll be taking a lot of signals from this. As to whether it's better or not, I'll leave that for others to make a judgment. 
Um, but this is the issue that is most focusing people's minds. Okay. Now, if we were running through all of the big challenges here, uh, you've got uh, policies about reparative therapies for LGBT people. Uh, there are school policies where children uh, are, uh, you know, if a child is a minor, able to make their own decisions, affirming transition for gender. Uh, you've got freedom of belief issues. Uh, there's uh, the gender fluid issues that come with the same the Safe Schools Program, you've got the Voluntary Dying Act, you've got uh, all sorts of issues, all of these challenges. There are more than we can really talk about in any sort of depth here. Uh, Francis, uh, what is your plea to voters in Victoria about how they'll respond when they go to the polling booth? We've been talking a little earlier about the fact that so many people are rusted on with the way that they vote. They're disconnected in their faith with how they will vote. They're very much guided by what sort of advertising they hear, who looks nicest on the on the ads. What is your plea to Victorians as to how they approach the election tomorrow? If they're a rusted on Labor voter, I think they need to be... I plea with them that they realise that Labor DLP is very different from the ALP, that our policies are driven by Christian principles and that the Labor voters need to have somewhere else to go. Um, we, we know that 85% of workers are not union members. So we're not affiliated with unions, but we work from Christian principles, and I think that's very important for voters who they need, they can consider the original Labor Party. The Supreme Court in Victoria determined that we are the original Labor Party in Victoria and we have always stood by Christian principles. So I would plea with voters that they consider Labor DLP. That is not the Australian Labor Party. It is a Christian-focused in our principles, yet we want all voters because there's been commentary out there by, from most unexpected places that say non-Christians can see that the Christian principles are principles that are good natural law for everyone. Well, when we often talk about the history of the Labor Party and those classical Labor values uh, that so many Christians will say, that's what I really want to stand for, that sort of fairness and that sort of truthfulness that came in those original Labor values. And as uh, listeners will be very excited, I'm sure, to hear that uh, the Labor DLP is in fact the original stream of the Labor Party. And uh, there are those streams that have taken those Labor values off on a different trajectory and and they've brought us to a place where these sorts of values that we're seeing that are coming through in day-to-day policymaking have taken us in a different direction and uh, so many will argue a destructive direction. Uh, running out of time, a uh, quick uh, little note here about uh, the Australian Christian Lobby. You've had so many volunteers who've been helping out. Uh, you've got one of your volunteer T-shirts. There, Neil, there. just a couple of things. Um, I do want to present you with an ACL Volunteer Salt and Light T-shirt. It's got the colours from the Melbourne Laneway art on it um, and uh, hashtag Voice for Truth. Um, so this is a memento of your trip to Melbourne, uh, Neil, and um, my pleasure to present this to you. Um, 
Can I simply just finish with this comment? I think in this election, um, and last time we were on the air, we talked about William Wilberforce. Carry on. That's right. Um, the, um, the situation is this. In this election, there are two great objects set before us. Um, the uh, abolition of safe schools and the restoration of religious instruction in schools. Those two issues are the, the, uh, the prizes for Christian voters and I'd urge them to consider them as they vote. Well, I want to thank you, uh, both of you, uh, Dan Flynn, who's the Victorian State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby, and also Francis Beaumont, who is the DLP State Leader, and also, I might add, candidate for Western Victoria. Uh, to you, Francis, thank you so much for joining us today for uh, this commentary panel, and thank you so much to Dan Flynn for joining us. Uh, really great to get your insights as part of this broadcast all about the election that's in Victoria. We're on the eve of that election. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.